It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. You knew that already. I'm your host, Mark. Welcome to the show. You know, every time I'm like, I got a fun one for you. Okay, the problem for me is that I do think they are all fun ones. So maybe you can tell me, give me some other adjectives that you would like me to describe the show. This is bubbly today. Uh, we've got some good stuff going on, but let me get the clerical work out of the way here. Of course, look, Beer Fest is fast upon us. We're actually doing a fun release on next week's episode where you can actually see one of the beers that we made with High Grain Brewing um, as a collab for Beer Fest. So you're gonna learn all about that next week. Uh, but with those tickets are still available. We've got some left. I don't think there's many, um, but you can get for all of our festivals at junglefest.com. Uh, and of course, I want to remind you, the BOGO deal is over, but we still have a ton of tickets available for Weekend of Fire coming up this August. It's a hot sauce festival. You can try all kinds of, you know, and I say hot sauce festival, but there's like other sauces there. That's actually where, where I met Tim the Mustard Man, and his mustard is not spicy. It's delicious. Not that spicy denotes that things can't be delicious, but you get the point. There's all kinds of stuff for you to try. We want to make it easy for you there. Uh, very, very, very cool. I'm looking forward to Weekend of Fire. I might even make a hot sauce myself there with uh, my pal over at Farmer Nate. So you might remember from one of my very first episodes of the show, Farmer Nate, you rule. Uh, and check out his sauces in the meantime. It's great stuff. Hot Sauce Mike and the rest of the team, Craigery and everybody, they've done a lot of really cool work getting this festival together. I'm waving to Jimmy. He's off camera right now. I'm just going to leave it in. I was like, oh, do I wave at him? Ah, he's waving. I don't want to be rude. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So get those. Come hang out with us at Beer Fest. I know I'm definitely going to be there on the 16th covering. Uh, that's June 16th for Beer Fest. It's the 16th and 17th, but I'll be there Friday night for sure. Maybe Saturday as well. We'll see. Um, over 400 beers, beers from all over the planet. Come on, let's get wild on it. Now, of course, with that out of the way, we're, we're leading up here to Memorial Day weekend. And so for me, that's the start of my two favorite times of year, which is no shirts, all swim trunks the rest of the year. That'll be my wardrobe on the show until Labor Day weekend. Uh, you're welcome and I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm working up. I want to do, I talked about this last year. I didn't get a chance to do it because time just got away from me. But I think this year I'm finally going to happen. I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a grill out special and a little summer pool party out in the pool here at Jungle Gyms. I think that could be full fun. Uh, I say pool party. It's a party mostly for me, but you can watch. But because of that, I wanted to bring that up, you know, get in here early this week. I would say it's going to be crazy over the weekend. It tends to be on holidays, but come in, grab some of your stuff that you want to be grilling out this weekend. You know, and we're, we're you know, when I talk about my grill out special, and I, I'm talking about that for the sake of this segment too. When I do that special, I'm going to do like a classic American barbecue. I'm going to do a, uh, I want to do an international take on that and make some recipes here with stuff in the store. And then I even want to do one for the vegan cookout. I think there's been a lot of great recipes. The uh, vegan Cincinnati group was really helpful last summer in helping me come up with some of these recipes. So that's going to be cool. But I bring that up now because, you know, if you are a carnivore, we have all kinds of stuff available here. We just brought back our, um, we just brought back our handmade burger patties with different flavors. I know I saw bacon cheddar. I heard that our pizza burger's coming and everyone was raving about that. So I'm very curious to try that myself, but we're making some sausage in-house. I saw some uh, South African sausage styles. I saw some Oktoberfest brats showing up. 
I mean, we've got it, so come in and get it. And while I'm thinking about this, I have one other product that I wanna show off today that I tried on TikTok, but I think you all should know about it because it's very unique and very interesting. Okay, it's these. You may have seen these on the internet before. Uh, this brand is Pulm, I'm not gonna pronounce that properly. P-U-L-M-U-O-N-E, that's the brand name. Uh, so these are Korean corn dogs. So they, this one in particular I picked uh, because it had the nice cheese pull in it. So this one has like mozzarella cheese in it. You get that wheat flat, I'm reading this off the back. Wheat, crispy wheat flour breading with potato powder and brown rice powder powder and then the sausage inside is not a hot dog but it's a fish cake sausage and look i gotta be honest with you when i saw this i was like oh, i'm not overly excited about that like i like fish cakes but i don't love fish cakes this worked so weirdly well and it really caught the hot dog note in a way that i was really unexpecting um but if this is ever something you've wanted to try we carry a couple different versions of these back in asian frozen in our international department i would highly recommend you give these a shot there's like five in the bag I put it in the air fryer for a couple minutes and it came out crispy and perfect. The cheese bowl, just go watch the TikTok. Like I keep telling you all, I know you're listening on audio right now and I very much appreciate that. Please don't misunderstand. But we have a lot of video content out too. Like I just released recently a video about what's new in the jungle. We're gonna do that as a recurring series where you can find out all about new products very easily in a sh much shorter version than the podcast. For those of you who are just like, well, Mark, I still like listening to the podcast, but I don't wanna watch it on YouTube. Totally cool, just go subscribe to us over there all that fun stuff. You can watch these short videos, then you can see stuff like this where I put out the shorts that are also on TikTok, so you can follow along because you really do need to try this. I was so taken aback by this. And uh, you know what? Uh, if you're listening to this the week of release, which is this will be May 22nd, third, one of those days, um, come by the office. If you're here while I'm here, I will make you one of these corn dogs to try. How's that sound? It's a good deal, right? I know. I'm a gracious and loving podcast host. Um, what a time. Now, while I'm talking about products in the store, this is a fun idea I had, and I thought this would be silly. We have a lot of great closeouts. I know a lot of you should like to shop our reduced section because we get seriously insane deals in there. And recently, we've been running this crazy special on these pies, and we have a bunch of different flavors available, and these pies are normally either $9.99 or $10.99 a piece. We have them on sale, again, while supplies last, at $2.99, and I thought to myself, I should totally have somebody do a pie eating contest just to showcase that we have these pies. So I've just been trying to accost random strangers. Like I'm looking at the, like right here, hold on. Hey, you look like you'd be good for this, right? Pies, you wanna do a pie eating contest? All right, welcome to the studio. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for letting me accost you into doing this pie promo. And I guess maybe I should just tell the audience right now. Right now, while supplies last in our closeouts, we have all kinds of pies available to you from Sabrina's and some other companies. They're normally something around $10.99 or $9.99, but they're on sale right now for $2.99. And I thought, what a better way <laughs> than by accosting some strangers-ish in the store <laughs> and coercing them into eating pies. So uh, let's go down the line. Uh, who are you? My name's Alina. Alina, thank you so much. And I know you're a fan of the show, so thanks Absolutely. for that. Appreciate you using me as background noise. Absolutely. It's Listen, the, the plays count. It matters a lot. Exactly. I mean, laundry is so much easier, and my cat's always trying to get on top of it, so it's just perfect <laughs> just having it, having you in the background. You know? To like, I'll actually just start putting more things to the cat. Like, get off, get off the pile of clothes. They're clean. Come on, clean. Wait, wait. The rest of the audience will understand. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's usually These my job, clean. too. These are clean. They don't need clothes or more hair on them. Right, exactly. We'll provide our own. You know? Yeah, it'd be perfect. Animals are always rude like that. Absolutely. And you are? I'm Katrina. Awesome. Now, uh, while we're here, can I ask what what do you do you all are you all food people in general? Like Oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you have any food. favorites? Ooh. 
My current obsession right now is anything on the Parmesan wheel. We had just got okay. back from San Diego again. Oh, and again, look at you. Again. We were back yeah. in January. January. And oh, cool. This place in Little Italy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They serve like authentic, like handmade noodles every day. And they have it in the Parmesan wheel. This week, we when we had gone, it was Cacio e Peppo. Oh, Happy. yeah. Cacio e Pepe. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and that was pretty good. But like handmade noodles, fresh made noodles. They make their own like this um, digestive uh, liqueur. Oh, that stuff was like. It was medicinal, but it made sense for it like. It tasted to- like I was getting drugged. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it tasted like cough medicine and like Robitussin. Like, oh, cool. yeah. But with orange. <laughs> So th- this is a, you do recommend this place? <laughs> it's, oh, it's a good place. Oh, absolutely. Just not the digestive Liqueur. drink. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. We did a thing recently that'll air on the show soon where we were making a beer. And at the end of it, they're like, hey, whenever we brew a beer, we drink this. It was like a form of bitters that they were doing as a yeah. digestive. Tastes like had bitters. It <laughs> literally, it was like, uh, I can't remember now. It's like... Not Hindenburg, like something <laughs> along those lines, but it's not Hindenburg. Like it didn't catch fire, it might have. Oh, it was, but it was one of those things where I drank it. I was like, oh, I regretted this for like the next eight hours. So I was like, why is everything gonna taste like this? Me with mm-hmm. bourbon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, bourbon's good though. <sighs> Give you props. I'm good. See, this is this is exactly the kind of animosity <laughs> I was hoping to drum up between the two of you here. Are you? Uh, do you all treat each other kind of in a rivalry sense at all in this regard, or like when you both agreed to do it? I was just like, oh, this is fun. And like I keep saying, I was like, is this just couples therapy? on the Jungle Gyms podcast now. It's couples therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's we're, We are both competitive, but I definitely am way more competitive than She's, she is. She, yeah. <laughs> she tends to have to win. I'm usually like, you cheated anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't cheat at it. Ooh. We only can- stir the drama up. <laughs> Gotta stir no, I get it. it up. That's why I gave you the spoon too. Yeah, All right, I'm so ready. F- for the audience's sake, I didn't really make a lot of rules on this. I just want to see whoever eats the pies first. And I'm talking to, you know, I'm not gonna be a jerk if there's like a few little crumbs in there, <laughs> but to what I'm considering completion, uh, they win the surprise prize today. They don't know what they're competing for yet. And I'm excited to tell all of us at the same time. I'm I think excited. that should be a lot of fun. Um, do Katrina, are you a pie fan normally? Um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> as much as anybody could be, I guess. <laughs> well, let me ask this way. Do you have a favorite pie flavor Ooh. or type maybe is better? Um, what genre of pies do you listen to? Okay, um, Boston cream pie. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good mm-hmm. choice Would and an unorthodox form. Fa- oh gosh, this is a whole know. other show. We'll bring you back for that <laughs> to discuss to the cube rule. Uh, I have I have them all. What is listen. it? Pop tarts or ravioli? Pop tarts are also no. Oh, what's the game? Hot pocket something yeah. or sandwich? Oh, soup salad sandwich. Soup yeah. salad sandwich. Do you know about the cube rule? No. no. Oh, that oh, just yes. ruined your it's, life. It's yeah. The bread. It's yeah, bread. It's like, yeah. It's like where the yep. walls are in the containers. So it's like yep. hot dogs, a taco, because it's like yep. here. One, two, yeah. three. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. I'll, I'll drop a link to the cube rule for everyone. <laughs> and you can pretend like you see this is what I'm here for. I'm going to teach you all something about that. Um, so those are the big rules. Uh, before we recorded, Katrina requested a utensil. She just had her nails done. They look yeah. amazing, by the way. Uh, you know, yeah. No, please. Let them keep. And I would feel so bad <laughs> if they were ruined and or caked with. Well, today you're both have you have a, the smaller one is the sweet potato pie. The middle one is a pumpkin pie. I'm going to end up vomiting. This is going to be great. Oh, no, that's awesome. (laughs) Please vomit. I could use the views. It would be nice. (laughs) It's just a big, this episode may contain, you know, heads up, emitophobes. I have a few. Um, 
Do any of you have any final words before we get into this? Or do you want to talk a little smack to each other? I mean, now's the time and it's friendly. <laughs> we can document it well. I mean, Alina, I feel like you are very confident going into this. I she's pretty there's confident. Two, there's two pies now. That's my confidence has went from like, I could do this to, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if I can eat freaking two pies. We well, got this. I believe in both of you. <laughs> and if you need to tap out at any time, that's not on the rules list. Um, you just have to keep going. We'll be here all night if I have to. I was like, Damn. I don't clock out for a couple hours, ladies. We got time for this. Um, keep going. You know, I do have this can of uh, whipped cream I bought for another bit, and then we never did the bit, and so she's been hanging out. Would either of you like some whipped cream on yours? Absolutely, on the pumpkin uh, specifically. On the pumpkin specifically? Well, how do you feel no. about it? No, you're no. no. Like, oh, you're going Would classic? you like to do it? I'm going Absolutely. classic, man. I mean, I got the skills, you know. Yeah, I believe in you. Oh, look at that. Oh my gosh, that is a lovely little dollop. So See, dollop. that's like how I eat each bite of pumpkin pie oh, with absolutely. that much, you know, so. I'm not gonna take the daisy. whole can, though, This is a I big would. ass spoon, I'm excited. Is that, that's good, right? I'm okay, yeah, I tried to get you the nicest spoon I had that was also the cleanest wow, spoon I Wow, I am so spoiled. I just did dish laundry, <laughs> dish laundry, that's what I call it now. Dish laundry. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? You put them both in a hot, wet machine and they come out and they're still kind of wet, <laughs> you know, and then you let them sit. still kind of wet and still kind of dirty sometimes. <laughs> oh, this is awesome already. <laughs> well, I think it's time we should uh, dive into the pie. So what do you think? Okay, well, you got this. You got So spin. here's, yeah, I, that's why, if, if you have any last words, otherwise I'll move your mic out of the way. You're going down, partner. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Ooh. <laughs> bon bon I like, I like uh, <laughs> this out. It's going to be great. Okay. I love that Alina's answer was to say something snarky and yours was like, I hope we all have a good time together. I've learned so much about the dynamics here today. All right, let me count it out. Are you ready? In five, four, three, two, one, begin. For those of you listening to the audio-only version here, what you're hearing right now are some great tunes from local recording artist Brand Ace. He's a former guest on the show, friend of the show, and what you'll be missing out on seeing is the time-lapse footage of them completing this pie-eating contest. So enjoy the music here and a little bit of silence as we wrap this up. We have one tap out. That's our first tap out. So much. I got a tap out, man. You have your crust. I'm eating crust and all. All right, how are we feeling? Is that a second tap out? Yeah, I'm done. That is. Whew. Okay. My Let's see here. Let's get it. I feel like I actually have a pretty good idea of who really did win this one, though. But the crust is the what's getting. Bro, them. you didn't even eat any of the pumpkin. Yeah, that's it. That's. I had a bite of the pumpkin. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. This it, was so. I started. I started so sweet that going savory was weird. Yeah. Now. So let me ask this though: If this wasn't a disgusting glutton fest, um, <laughs> if this wasn't a disgusting glutton fest, would you've enjoyed the pies and like oh, normal? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, they were good. Yeah. The sweet potatoes are fantastic. Why don't you tell everybody to come in and get some while supplies absolutely. last? Absolutely. Two dollars yeah. for this pie. This is like a three pound pie. Yeah, it really, it was surprisingly heavy. It is like hefty and like, I can't even make a taco. Yeah, drop it on the table for the sound. That is a, that's like. What about the mini one? Hold on. Yeah, It's got a little bit out of the holes, but you know. Still. Oh, that actually had a pretty good thing. That's like kind of, I felt the ripple. Yeah. But I got to say, Alina, I know you talked a good game, but Katrina, you are definitely the winner of this contest today. So 
the spoon, the spoon advantage. Spoon advantage, yeah, I get it. Well, well but we did agree spoon. to that off camera, so that you is, know I, I that was it, our absolutely. mistake for going that way. Well, I'm really excited for your prize today uh, and what will be what you've won today. I think you'll be really happy about this. I'm you've nervous. won. Oh gosh. Two pies. You've won Yay! another two pies, another sweet potato pie, and another pumpkin pie. Yes, and you can eat yeah. them at whatever pace you'd like. Thank you so much for playing. And thank you for playing too. I lost, but I can accept my lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gracious winner. Well, I'm we appreciate it. We love winner. a gracious winner. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. I appreciate your time. That was a lot of fun. Listen, now in the rest of this episode, I want to go back into a more international angle here. I found out about this really cool product a while back. We played phone tag for a minute. And then I was able to bring the owner, Cena, into the air to talk about her product line. Pockley. Uh, these are crazy delicious. I'm really excited for you to find out more about these. And I thought it'd be fun. You get a little international intrigue, a little food memory story. You get everything that you want out of the Jungle Gyms podcast. And you get to learn something too, huh? All right. So on that, I want to introduce you to Pockley here. Meet Cena, the creator of Pockley. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Um, tell me a little, well, just start from the top. Tell me about your brand. Tell me about yourself. My product is called Pactly. It's a puffed ancient grain snack made with puffed amaranth, quinoa, millet, and organic chocolates with whole dried fruits and nuts. Oh, cool. They are inspired in a Mexican snack called Alegrías. Okay. Alegrías means joy in Spanish, and my product, Pacli, means joy in Nahuatl, the language of the Aztecs. Whoa, okay, that's cool. And I, I was, I guess when I was doing a little research on you, I was like, I had seen that you had done some training and lived in Mexico and everything, so that's very, very cool. I love when you get to bring a little of the culture back mm -hmm. into this so uh i guess maybe let's lean into the uh, it was alegria you said mm -hmm. it was the original what exactly is that and so we can frame it for the new product you've made of course so i grew up in mexico and in mexico there is a snack called alegrias they are a street snack it's a very an expensive snack made mm -hmm. with puffed amaranth and something that it's called piloncillo it's like a comparison of a molasses okay um and sometimes they use chocolate too. More recently, they added the chocolate. Amaranth is a very high protein seed. It's like quinoa. It's a super ancient grain mm. with great qualities. It's one of the highest in protein, actually. Wow! And I had people no idea. in Mex people in Mexico eat it as a as a whatever snack. I mean, they don't really understand the, the high value concept of it. And most of the ingredients that they use are very low quality chocolate and. Uh, so I wanted to recreate this snack since 20 years ago. Uh, I studied culinary arts in Mexico, but my focus has always been food and culture. And I love the, the relationship of food with every aspect of human life, art, uh, psychology, literature, visual arts, anything. Yeah. So, and I always had this dream of doing something very manual. So I've, I've, I've always been involved with uh, bread or something of its sort. And this snack has been in the back of my mind since always. And just when I came to Cincinnati a few years ago during the pandemic, it all clicked. And during the most critical time of my life, I started with this project and I have not been able to stop. I love that so much. You know, it's been interesting to me to find how many of my guests on the show have created products just like yourself who have either had at, at least some culinary background or sometimes there's been a couple who have no, no official training. But it's amazing to me to think that having that little bit of extra time, I guess, probably more than anything, and, and obviously... <clears throat> excuse me, obviously experiencing a pretty significant upheaval in regards to the pandemic itself. Uh, I know for a lot, I mean, I've met so many friends who are in the process of moving one way or another during that. And it's like, oh, 
everything's over now. So I found it fascinating that so many cool things have come from it. For you, was it just an issue of like, now you have this free time and this, I mean, what really inspired it to kick over? So on the contrary, I had zero time. I had my kids at home. Yeah. For me, it was not the time. It was the anguish and the crisis and the, oh my God, time. So I, yeah. um, I mean, I've always been toying with the idea of having uh, my own manufacturing company, but I was never specific enough. So nothing really came to fruition. And I've had this alegría so present in my life. I already had some samples of like the grains and the chocolates in my house, yeah. but I was, they were laying down. So I was like literally depressed in my couch after tending to my little daughter who was in preschool, now I was her teacher, and everything was a mess in my house. Like it was, there, it, I had no time to breathe. Right. But I woke up from that and I started mixing my ingredients, invited some of my friends that we had in our inner circle, and they said, This is wonderful, Sina. You should do something about it. So when I worked was from 11 o'clock at night to 3 in the morning trying to source my ingredients, trying to make my samples, trying to get my molds and, and, and find them the, the ancient grains in the U.S. That, that, that could be organic and gluten-free. So trying to source all that, my husband would tell me, so when are you coming to bed? I'm like, this is when I can work. And, it, and literally during those six months of pandemic with everybody at home with zero structure, uh, I was able to pull out everything um, to the point where my recipes were were semi-tested and my molds were semi-designed um, and my my concept of branding was build, being built and my beginning packaging was also done be yeah. because in the beginning it was just uh, bags with labels that I was hand, st hand stamping myself. Right. So the beginning of the company was out of pure crisis. I, I Honestly, I love that. Look, on a personal level, I'm very much of the... Uh, I've been a creator of all kinds of different things throughout my life, and I'm a very staunch believer that adversity usually brings creativity, and <clears throat> it can drive success in a lot of regards. So I thank you for sharing that part of your story, and I'm going to look directly into this camera and say all of you right now, that's the key to success is that 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. work ethic. <laughs> that If you're sitting there right now watching the show or listening to the show, however you're taking it and you're wondering, what am I not doing when I see someone else being successful? I guarantee that's not it. It's those little sacrifices that, and I, I say little, right? You know, it was four hours of your night, you're losing sleep but you've created this cool product. You're bringing your heritage, you're bringing in food memories, all these important things to me that are such an, an important part of the eating experience. Uh, and I love that you were just so willing to, so thank you truly for just being willing to share that in the first place. It's so cool. Thank you. And also something very important is that I did have the basis here that allowed me to actually make this dream happen. Mm -hmm. So I came across the Findlay Incubator Kitchen, which oh, yeah. proved to be the perfect place for me to get the licensing that I needed. And this first, like they said, Sina, would you like to be part of our tasting event? I said, oh, that will be my launching event. So I, I don't know how I did it, but I produced my product and I launched that October and, and it came to market. Then I was like for a whole year, spending 14 hours a day putting labels into my bags until I said, oh my God, so then I need more money. <laughs> so then I, w I applied to, wanna, to win a grant and I received a grant from Main Street Ventures that allowed me to revamp my packaging and my equipment so that I can now produce, uh, this is a major accomplishment for a small company like mine. Yeah. So I started producing with one woman 
uh, who is has been my guardian angel since the beginning. Like she said, Sina, I'm gonna go and help you that first day. I'm like, I'm okay. I don't need help. I was <laughs> I was starting and I started to cry. I was like so overwhelmed and she arrived without me asking and she stuck with me so we would produce i've never produced without her we would produce 3,300 pieces in one day in 10 hours and after trying to analyze my my efficiencies now i produce with seven women all latinas and we make 3,000 pieces in one day whoa that's amazing yeah. that's a huge jump too congratulations yeah thank you i love I love meeting people like yourself that are in this like fun growth aspect of the career because you learn so much in this times too, right? I mean, I'm always curious because I have a billion food related ideas, as you can probably imagine being here at Jungle Gyms. And it's always like, what's the, what are the steps here? And it's, it, to me, it's really inspiring. A big reason I like having brands like yourself on the show is not just to, it, like, it's twofold. A, I truly want people to try new, interesting stuff all the time. And in my opinion, the best way to find it is finding people like yourself mm -hmm. because that's the cutting edge of food technology, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're, you're doing something that I've never tried before. You know, it might be familiar in certain aspects, but something I've never tried. We're going to turn a whole audience onto that. And then there's just this whole other angle of it's, simply put, it's inspiring, mm. you know, because I think for a lot of people, they get stuck at a sim at a roadblock and go, okay, well, there's no surpassing this. But you meet someone like you who's like, here's a roadblock and your instant, your, your reaction to it is like, how do I circumvent this, right? Or how do I navigate through this? And the answer was, yeah, you research, you learn things, you found this incubator kitchen. Uh, and I've heard they've been doing amazing things with the one at Finley. I know we've got one in Northern Kentucky that's really popular yeah, too. That's amazing by Rachel. Yeah, yeah, it's really great that like, and it's a thing where I, I, I live in Northern Kentucky myself. I, I take it for granted, but I'm like, oh, there's a place down the street that I could pay to help me start my thing. So anyway, uh, again, I want to make sure I'm, I'm telegraphing that to the audience enough too, that it's like, a lot of these things that you worry about, they're surmountable. You just have to push through, keep pushing. Yeah. I believe in all of you. Of course, and I think what was key to my, I don't wanna say it's success. I just wanna say it, it's a road, I got transition, like something that I am walking towards. Sure. It is a success every day, yes. Yeah. But I think the most important aspect of it was to be able to be specific enough. So the, the specificity, like, this is what I'm doing, only those four kinds. And once I knew what I was doing, like even my designer, I had it so clear for so many years. It came out like a, like a, I don't know how to explain it, like a force that you put into, and it, and it, and it shrinks to a very little a oh, point. Yeah. So that energy was so strong. So when I told my designer, I would like the colors of the textiles from Oaxaca, Mexico. That's how specific I was. He only, at the first try, he got it right. That's so like, cool. That's how connected my idea was to my concept to my designer. And regarding roadblocks, I don't think I'm an expert in going through them. Mm -hmm. And actually, I've been only doing what I know. So in the beginning, I, how do I bring my product to market? So farmer's markets. That's how I'm going to get it to the public. Yeah. And maybe local stores. So that's what I've been doing for two years. But that doesn't mean that I'm an expert business person. No. So I've had to get business advice all the time. I have, uh, I have oh my God, so many advisors and mentors and colleagues that give me ideas and push me. I have to be pushed really hard to accept change and to take risk. So in order for me to grow, it cannot come from my own resources. I really will need to get help. Yeah. from other experts I in the it. CPG industry. Of course. Um, so my biggest roadblock, and I think that could also be very re relatable to everyone, 
is accepting change. Yeah. And, and being willing to take that risk for that. That's a really well said. Well, you know, something that you said that also spoke to me is that, yeah, it, it wasn't just you. It was obviously knowing to find help in the right ways. And like, and honestly, look, I think for a lot of people, sometimes we just don't know that step even to go like, here's this problem. Okay, well, that's just it. That's the end of the story, right? Where the answer is, well, well maybe someone else has run into this before. And no, I'm just glad to see. I, I'm a real big fan of the whole CPG market these days. There's so much cool stuff coming out. And there's a lot of really unique, interesting personal stories there. And I think as the public gets more, how should I say, conscientious of what they're eating or mm -hmm. interested in what they're eating, yeah. that's going to be a bigger and bigger thing. So I think it's brands like yourself that are really going to lead that charge a little bit to be to influence on a wider market. Look, you see it with some of the big brands now. They're all trying to be like, well, here's my personal story tying back mm -hmm. to Land of Lakes or, you know, I'm just mm -hmm. trying to think of a random brand off top, but it's it's very admirable. And I think it's cool that this is going well. So of course, again, congratulations on Thank all of you. this. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to ask before we got into the product itself too, um, it, we talked a little bit of it off air. Will you talk about your chef's jacket and the design on it? Sure. So I, I didn't design it. Okay. I bought it in Mexico in a baking uh, store that they sold it. Yeah. Uh, to me, it, you know, it represents the Alebrijes from Oaxaca, which most of my design, my, my packaging and design comes from. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wear it very um, proudly. Sure. I think the colors of Mexico are just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, very inspiring to me and coming up with the colors here. I think we share a few of those there. There was a word that you said in there. Was it Alebrijes? Alebrijes. Uh, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. So uh, in Oaxaca, there is uh, one of the many uh, artisanal work that, that is made. It's called Alebrijes, and they're actually made out of wood, and they look as if people were in mushrooms. Like people... Oh. They, 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 I think the designs are like hallucinating. Okay. Like people really, yeah. people really go very far away. They even make unreal um, images. That sounds so cool. They are incredible. Yeah. I'm very excited to look that up. It's up my. If you can't tell, very much up my alley. <laughs> you will love them. <laughs> They're so beautiful. No, that's so cool. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, you mentioned something that we talk about a lot on the show. That I'm always trying to hit that intersection of like mm -hmm. art, culture, music, food. Yeah. You name it. Because to mm -hmm. me, food is that great uniter. It's something mm -hmm. we all tend to enjoy in different ways. Uh, the, speaking of things you enjoy, do you have a favorite thing that you've made in your lineup? Do you have a favorite flavor or one of these that you is your favorite? So I said that so weird. I don't know why. No, no, no. <laughs> well, out of the the alegrías, the 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 one that is normally sold is actually the milk chocolate. Okay. So the original one is that I decided at first that I wanted to only make organic dark chocolates. That um, then my sister was like, Sina, you have to do milk and white chocolate. People have to have those too. <laughs> so I was able to find a supplier that gives me organic chocolates in all the flavors I need. So it's oh, white cool. and milk. And then the two dark ones, one is like 55% and the other one is 70% extra dark. I was reading about that one on the site yeah. before we started. I was like, all right, that's right yeah. up my alley. And interestingly, those two dark ones are my best my best sellers by far. I sell yeah. double of them, but I have such loyal clients for the white and the milk that I must always have them of on course. in stock. And then um, out of the out of the snacks came the puffs. Okay. So when I was producing, I had so many little crumbles left over that oh, uh, okay. my my coworker was telling me, "Sina, you need to sell those." But I didn't even have a bag to sell them in. Yeah. So I would give them away. 
And then after my grant, I, I, I purchased that packaging for the puffs. And out of every production, I have like 20 free bags of crumbs, but yeah. then I have to make them specially. So I make like 200 every batch of the, of the puffs and they're catching on. Now in every market, I sell at least 12 or 14 of them. It seems like a fun, uh, it would hit that kind of same snack note that like a granola might, I, obviously not the same kind of product, but that same kind of like, I want a handful of something crunchy right now. And just reading it, I'm like that, I saw the note up top. It's like, uh, try this on yogurt or ice cream, mm -hmm. cereal too. I love the idea of putting on, on like the frozen dairy yeah. dishes though. That's, oh yeah, they're incredible with like fruit bowls or acai oh, bowls. Oh yeah, acai yeah. bowls. Something that is one of those things that's frustrating me that it hasn't really made it its way to the Midwest now. Mm -hmm. And every time I was working in California a lot in my yeah. last job and I'm like, yeah. why is this not in the Midwest so yet? Good. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. And I'm like, one of these days it'll get popular here. Buddha bowls, you out there? Let's franchise. Um, <laughs> I was like, who knows? I'm always just shouting out. We'll see if it turns into a business venture. Do you mind if I try one of these? Please, I was, I'm very excited about this one. Yeah. I think I should go 70% yes, first. That go, was the one I was the most excited about. Yes. Because I thought I always like give everybody an, ex an understanding of what we're going to try. All right. So we've got good crunchy texture. <laughs> so the three grains that I selected mm -hmm. are very uniform in shape. Mm -hmm. Amaranth is the smallest of them. Then quinoa is the middle and millet is the largest the one, one that gives the volume. If it were only amaranth, it would be very dense. And I wanted them to be a little fluffier, puffier. It's, it's like, it's hard to describe. The flavor's awesome. This is so good. The dark chocolate's perfect and the cranberries in there. Just said that little bit of like sour sweetness. This is such a Mark product, it's mm -hmm. embarrassing. Uh, um, the cranberries are sweetened with apple juice, so they're not so, they're more like tart and plump. It's perfect. Yeah, and it's like just enough to balance out just a little of that. I mean, I like a bitter chocolate. It's like, it's just that little bit of bitterness but it enriches the chocolate, <clears throat> excuse me. The texture is so fun. It's like, I don't know, it's almost cloud-like because it is so light, but at the same time, you do get a little bit of that crunch. I actually was expecting it to be even crunchier, but I'm happy it's not. Like it's, it's good. I, 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 now I'm really thinking of how perfect this, at first my head was like, this is going on all of my ice cream going forward. <laughs> but when you said the acai bowl, it makes so much sense now in this. That's crazy. So I imagine, what are the other flavors? We've got 55% bittersweet chocolate and then the white chocolate yeah. one. Obviously, I'm assuming that'll be I didn't bring you sweeter. the milk chocolate. It was it was a little bit far into my, my warehouse and I, I had to come running. No, it's okay. I'm glad you're here. I'll eat, we know what milk chocolate tastes like. I'm sure it's delicious. I'm going on. I'll go, I like to start with hard mode and go, listen, this is fun and delicious. And it's like, here, I, I'm making a mess. Don't blame me, everyone, but check this out. So it's pretty good size. I took a sizable chunk out of it. Just give you an idea with my hand there. It's like a nice little uh, a puck of a treat. I'm into it. And I'm actually, the next phase, mm -hmm. I will develop it into a bite sizes. Oh, so cool. That is like my goal. I've been approached by some big retailers and they said, we love your product. We're a fan of them, yeah. but they need to be in a bite size that because I need to pop it up. I, I cannot be messy. Right. And then they will be like in a stand up pouch like this. So in a year, look it up. Yeah, it well, will be ready. Hey, well, I'll have you here to announce it when mm -hmm. it goes live. That'll yeah. be so great. Cena, I love this. I'm so glad we finally, I know we played phone tag a little bit on this, but I'm glad we finally got this together. I'm excited to tell everybody about this. So I, the last, I wanna make sure I didn't miss any big parts, but you know, of course, woman owned, 
And I'm assuming minority owned too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's safe to say. Uh, and also it sounds like a majority of your employees are also minority owned yeah, right? yeah. or not my arm, minority <laughs> They're owned. They're owned by themselves, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's like self-managed. I'm so sorry. He's like, all right, well, that's my cancellation. Um, but all kidding aside, um, so obviously, I mean, I know you carry your products here at Jungle Gyms, mm -hmm. but uh, can people, are there, do we carry your entire line? Yes, you carry okay, my cool. entire line in the natural products section. Awesome. I have done some tasting events and it's very fun because I have had customers coming to my website and when I ask them, I am small enough to always ask my, my, my sales, like, where did you come from? And, the, and a lot of them have told me, oh, I bought you in Jungle Gym. So it's wonderful because it's a place where people from all over come. So they take my product yeah. elsewhere. It's great. I love that. But you also sell on your website too. Is that correct? Yes, yes. My website, I can I can ship all over the U.S. And awesome. it's very light to ship. If you order 70 or more, the shipping is free. Cool. And awesome. I have I have all my products. And there's also a wonderful product that I didn't bring here. Yeah. It is a uh, perfect for Mother's Day. It's a gift. It's called Joy Celebration Box. Okay. And it has a pack of 12 packlies and a handmade fabric from Oaxaca by a group of women artisans. So it's the same colors that you That's see so cool. in my packaging. I have it there. So it's a beautiful fabric that, is, that goes on your table. And then it has my story and that woman, the, the group of women stories. And, and the, the box is incredible, super elegant, perfect for Mother's Day. I love that. That's so cool. Well, uh, definitely everyone get out there, get on the website. And it's as it's spelled P-A-K-T-L-I foods.com, right? Yep, yep. Perfect. And I'll make sure I drop the link in the show mm -hmm. for everybody to know too. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to your success. Any, any, um, I know we talked about some of the future. We talked about the bite size. Any future flavors you've been considering or anything like that? I mean, I can ask. This is my Jungle Gyms exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, first, I have to get my next format down to path. Mm -hmm. But I will definitely want to explore more savory aspects of cool. this. And also um, other types of cereals, because I think the cereal aspect can have so much work done. Oh, sure. Yeah. That'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here thinking, like, even on a, I mean, this is still sort of sweet, but I'm like, like a spiced chocolate would be so good. Yeah. A little heat, a little sweet. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. Well, I support whatever you got coming out down the line. <laughs> so, you know, thanks so much for coming out and, and giving us a rundown. I'm really excited I got to try this. And I hope all of you either come into Jungle Gyms or go visit our site and get some for yourself. Cena, thanks so much for joining me and telling everybody your story. Listen, if you all are out there, that 70% dark chocolate with the cranberries in it was so good. And I tried the 55 or 50% chocolate one next. Also excellent. Slightly sweeter. You might appreciate that more. I love dark chocolate, as I said repeatedly to her. Well, on that note, that's the episode for you, everyone. Listen, subscribe to us on YouTube. I want you to check out these videos. Let me know what you think about the uh, what's new in the jungle segment. I think it should be a lot of fun. As always, you can contact me directly at podcast at junglegyms.com. And next week, I will have some hotline people because some people call the hotline. So you too can call the Jungle Gyms podcast hotline and leave me a sweet little message. And then I'll air it on the show. We're actually going to try to make like a little animated thing. I, I intended originally to air some this week, but then I was like, no, let's make this a visual treat for everybody. So uh, Aaron and Lucky and the rest of the creative team, they're working on a fun little template for us for that, which I think will be great. So uh, you can reach out to that number though. Country code one, area code 513-674-6855. It's anonymous as you want it to be. It just comes to it. It just sends me a little email of your voicemail. I won't know who it is. And I don't have to say who it is if you don't want me to. So on that, reach out to us, be our friends, and I will see you out there in the aisles.
The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.